At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Gear up, Dolphin fans, because it is about to be a wild offseason. Jake and Josh are piloting this ship as we prepare for a new era of Miami Dolphins football. If you don't already, follow them on Twitter at jmendel94 and at Houts. Help our community grow by hitting the subscribe button and leaving a review. We thank you all for the support. Now let's talk some football. We were so excited to jump into Miami's coaching search. That ain't going to be happening till later in the show. Welcome into Finsider Radio. This is the Jake and Josh show. Josh, we had a little uh, sparring session before the podcast here. And for what? We've done 103, 104 episodes since the 2021 campaign began. And I think we came up with our uh, new slogan, Josh, and that is we're at rock bottom. We started saying it, you know, the Jags game, and we have not stopped saying it ever since. Yeah, we thought when we hit that seven-game losing streak that this was, you know, rock bottom. We were going to claw our way out of there, rise like a phoenix out of the ashes, and uh, we're slowly starting to realize, you know, it can get worse as Dolphin fans. I think now we can confidently say we've hit rock bottom, but like you said, man, we thought we were going to come on here, you know, fawn over our new head coach, tell you why we had a promising future ahead. We're not going to do all any of that. You know, we're at rock bottom. Let's dive into this. Former Dolphins coach Brian Flores is suing the NFL alleging racism in the hiring process. This was a bombshell that completely changed everything, really. What was it on Tuesday afternoon? So, Josh, what happened was about what, two, three in the afternoon, a r- report comes out that Flores was going to file a lawsuit against the NFL. And the, the 
big takeaway, man, because I saw it on a tweet, was that it started with this, include private text from Bill Belichick. So I don't know about you, but the first thing I did was, oh, man, I got, I got to look at that. And that's kind of the first domino you see that really opens up this entire lawsuit. Of course, Josh, I'm sure our listeners know this, but we are not lawyers. <laughs> we are the farthest thing from lawyers. But obviously, to get for something like this to get attention, like being a report, anything you want to start with your most important most interesting information. And it was these Bill Belichick texts, Josh, where he decided to be a complete and absolute boomer. He did. And I mean, I have to laugh because I'm seeing some of the tweets. You know, he went full grandpa. He texted the wrong Brian. I think he congratulated Brian Flores on, you know, getting the New York Giants head coaching job three days before it sounded like he even interviewed. So he clearly was texting Brian Dable. You know, that caused all sorts of storm. And that was just like the beginning of this whole thing. I think, Jake, what's most notable is I don't know about you, man, but I was sitting there, you know, feverishly refreshing Twitter, waiting for, again, the coaching news to drop. And just out of nowhere, you know, Brian Flores suing the NFL and New York Giants alleging racism in the hiring process. And I mean, you and I can sit here and say, you mentioned it, we're not lawyers, but we can sit here and take one look at the Rooney rule, one look at the way the the NFL handles these things. And we can agree, you know, there's an issue at play. They tried to add the two draft pick compensation last season, you know, try to make it a little bit more fair, but I don't know what it's going to take to make this change, but hopefully, you know, Brian Flores going about it the way he is handling it, you know, dropping this lawsuit. Hopefully that does shed some light on this, but um, as far as the dolphins, man, just unraveling all those little leaves there to this story, crazy stuff, man. Uh, the movie, the book that comes out on this team and the dysfunction, I can't wait to read it. It is getting tough, man, because you know the Dolphins are going to be caught in this, and, and there's no doubt about that. Uh, it kind of came out of nowhere, just like the firing of Brian Flores did, right? You just didn't expect this to be happening, even though that's kind of our bad, where we should have the awareness that something like this might be going on. So inside, Josh, Brian Flores apparently was walking on to Steven Ross's yacht one day, and... Uh, Tom Brady was sitting there. I think it was Pro Football Network. I don't know if anyone else did it at the time. We're saying that the quarterback the Dolphins were pursuing before Deshaun Watson was Tom Brady. And this kind of hinted back at that and added that Brian Flores was the difference from Tom Brady not coming to Miami. I'm connecting a lot of dots there, but that's kind of what it seemed to come off as. It did. And I mean, I think we're that's what we're doing with a lot of this, right? We're sitting here connecting the dots, trying to figure it out. I mean, when it first dropped, I think a lot of people were reporting, you know, oh, that was that, you know, meeting with a rendezvous with Deshaun Watson. You look at the date, that was not the case. So um, to think, you know, Stephen Ross tried to set up this, you know, incognito interview with Tom Brady and Brian Flores to get them face to face, you know, ahead of him hitting free agency. I mean, I... I guess you got to give Ross a little bit of credit, right? For trying to ever one thing you would have ever yeah, done. The, the yeah. one thing I think we can say here and say about Steven Ross is that he, you know, at least tried by all accounts to, to do everything he could. I mean, between that, and then we're going to talk about it, offering a hundred thousand dollars to lose and, and, every game in that 2019 season in hopes of tanking to get your quarterback, which, I mean, I'll see a lot of reports, you know, Stephen Ross tried to get the Dolphins, Joe Burrow, Tom Brady. I think what he really wanted was Tua Tungvaloa, right? I mean, when we were tanking at the time, it was for mm-hmm. Tua. So when you look at it by that account, you know, Brian Flores appear- apparently did not take the money. So he left a million dollars on the table, but uh, you know, he ended up ultimately getting them the quarterback that it seemed like Stephen Ross wanted. So um, just a crazy, crazy story. And again, if it happened to any other team, I guess, um, I should not be surprised, I guess, that's the Miami Dolphins, and we're sitting here talking about this, Jake. 
You know, you and the two and on, man, you guys are Waldo. No matter what the picture that's being painted, if you look close enough, you're just going to be sitting there waving with something to say. You're 100% right, but I think it's so funny that we can go back and mention that it's a pro to a thing that was happening. That That's kind of a kicker for me. But, man, you think about it. This team had Ryan Tannehill for so many years, and then all of a sudden, Stephen Ross was so in at the team trading uh, moving to get a quarterback you have to wonder was Josh Rosen another Steven Ross move you think about how much you know Rosen wasn't played you know if you think if the Dolphins really wanted to tank they should have played Josh Rosen could that have maybe been a move Ross wanted to do early on in that new tenure and said hey we're gonna get new quarterbacks and we're gonna just keep shooting for him I mean yeah that sure sounds like that and I guess the thing to me is that the fact that we have to talk about this you know this is a huge race thing this is being uh, you know, they're suing based off of racial allegations, but the Miami Dolphins, at least from what we've read, I don't know about you, but I skimmed over, what was it, 58 pages? I mean, I was laughing to you, man. There people are tweeting out like a, a t- Twitter thread to read through that's like, what, two, a couple words shorter than the actual lawsuit you could have read through. So you're reading through it, you know, all the points that he's making, the Colin Kaepernick case. You know, we talked about Eric Bieniemy and how he probably deserves a head coaching gig. I mean, these are some of the things that are in that lawsuit, but I do think we have to say, you know, I don't know that Stephen Ross is being accused of those racial things. I mean, he has a general manager in place. He's always, you know, tried to do the right things, it seems. But uh, a lot of this, at least from the Dolphins, is with the tanking and those things. And at that point, you're looking at the integrity of the game, Jake. I don't know about you, but, you know, we see these different deals the league has now with these gambling sites, all these states legalizing it. If the Dolphins were paying, you know, Stephen Ross was paying his coach to go out there and lose games. I mean, who knows what that could be? And I guess that's uh, what Dolphin fans are maybe holding on for hope here is that this eventually pushes Ross out. And, you know, maybe there are greener days ahead, but. Um, I don't know, man, just seems like more fuel in the fire. And we were already set ablaze. I mean, I was ready to come on here on a podcast and and go after uh, Stephen Ross for letting Jim Harbaugh just walk away. But I I turned all that frustration (laughs) towards this because this is just so Dolphins. Yeah. And it's just, you know, at a point, man, we said it again during the Jags fiasco. We said it during the Waskin fiasco. Uh, it's just we have nothing to be proud of. It's just such a shameful situation to be part of that the Miami Dolphins have been dealing with. Right. And it's that's kind of what the what the issue is here for the team that is just digging up this dirt about the franchise right and all we want right as people we Josh we said we just did 104 episodes this year on this team we just want something to be excited about we can make in the hunt work right we had fun near the end of the season and then it all came you know tumbling back down and I think that's really the kicker of all this is that we're stuck in this situation where it's just so many bad things have happened under Steven Ross. You start with the first Harbaugh fiasco. You have coaches doing drugs. Um, you know, there are just a bully lot of gate, situations. Right? Bullygate, bully, man, bullygate. All these things were so just like, how is this? Ha- you just watch it just all collapse. There's nothing. And it all happened it. since he took over, right? All happened since yep. Steven Ross took over. I mean, you can't point the finger and, you know, put it all the blame on him, but damn dude. I mean, this franchise has definitely taken a step back and it's all been since he took over. I guess what I want to ask you, Jake, is do you think that the league is going to come down on the Dolphins? Do you think they're going to push Steven Ross out and potentially take those draft picks? I mean, you mentioned it. We're not lawyers. And honestly, you're just assuming at this point. I mean, a lot of people thought Dan Snyder was going to get, you know, drugged down with that. They're hiding most of those documents. So I, I'm not going to stay here and say they're going to take some of those picks away, but that was my first concern. Damn, dude, they had two draft, two first next year. Like they're looking ahead. If they need a quarterback, that would have been the draft. And now the league, all this stuff. I mean, they could just swoop right in, take that, move Ross out. What are your thoughts? So the the way I think this is going to play out, at least for a little while, is that if the NFL does that, the NFL does anything, 
they're instantly accepting blame. Again, I am not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer, but they're accepting blame, right? They're saying something happened that shouldn't have, uh, that some of the things Flores was saying is true. Which we, and, which we do got to say, didn't their report yesterday pretty much almost sound like they were denying all of it? I mean, I thought the NFL mm-hmm. and the Giants, I think all these teams kind of went out of their way to basically try to put a fuse, put the fuse out, but I don't think it's, I think it's a little too late for that. So all of a sudden, you know, obviously Brian Flores, uh, his lawyers are going to come out and say they have fantastic evidence that backs up their case. I mean, this isn't, this isn't just more, this is more than a lawsuit, right? The media is involved. This is a really, really big chess match that it's happening. So I think the second the NFL accepts any type of guilt, whether they find a team, whether they start taking draft picks, I think that affects the lawsuit as well. Um, so dude, I have no idea what's going to happen. I have no idea. I think that they're going to try to settle this and sweep it all under the rug as they do with everything else, because big business, man, all that money, it, it's, it's a shame, but that's how it goes. Yeah. And I mean, I, I guess the thing I just got to keep going back to is if you look over that lawsuit, I mean, there are pictures in there with the head coaches. I think what there's one minority head coach left. I think yep. there's what one GM, a few, you know, scouts and coaches out there. I mean, we can all sit here and say there needs to be a change. I just don't know, um, you know, what that next step of action is. I do want to throw out this quote that you have from the article that you published. Uh, Brian Flores said, God has gifted me with a special talent to coach the game of football, but the need for change is bigger than my personal goals. In making the decision to file the class action complaint, I understand that I may be risking coaching the game I love and has done so much for my family and me. My sincere hope is that by standing up against systematic racism in the NFL, others will join me to ensure that positive change is made for generations to come so again i think he's still open to uh, he stick his name still in there for two head coaching jobs but uh brian flores it does sound like he realized this is a bigger thing and again i tip my hat for him going out of his way because i do think we can all agree there's a problem at play but um again i don't know what what the next step is this is advertiser content brought to you by frito-lay hello i'm chip murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament tonight we'll break down We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. And Josh, as a Dolphins fan, as someone who covers the Dolphins, there, you know, Brian Flores, he's on a media tour this morning, I think ABC, ESPN, going on these different shows. Uh, as a fan, putting some context into the things he's saying is a little interesting because I go back and I remember when uh, Stephen Ross hired Brian Flores and we want to talk about tanking, right? Stephen Ross, like we complained about it at the time that he made it way too obvious. Like everybody knew the team was going to tank, but he was out there actually saying it. You do not go out there and actually say it, right? And so it was obvious he wanted to do that. The whole world knew it. And then Brian Flores at his introductory press conference said, I told the team not to hire me if our visions don't align. 
And all of a sudden, man, like I, I feel like there was a disconnect there because we all knew that the Dolphins were a team that wanted to tank. Uh, Steven Ross knew he wanted to tank. So, so what do you think happened there? I thought that is a really interesting kind of curve to it. And there's a couple more I want to get to here before we wrap up. Yeah, I don't know. It might go back to, you know, Brian Flores truly just holding the integrity of the game, you know, at a high standard. I mean, this is a guy, again, who rose up through the ranks. So, I mean, I think that's kind of how he's spinning this. So maybe that's just the way he viewed it. But I thought, like you said, man, everyone was all on board with that. Barry Jackson made a good point. You know, if you were truly tanking, why'd you go out of your way to get, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, one of the few quarterbacks that's going to go out there and do everything they can. So I don't know, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the more interesting things is, you know, I guess Ross not only offered him $100,000, but suggested, you know, go on vacation during the season, do things like that. So again, more things are going to come out, man. And I just uh, truly don't know what was going on there. But well, I guess by all accounts, if they were paying, the, if he wanted to pay the Dolphins to tank, you know, go six, oh, and 16, Brian Flores didn't do that clearly. Yeah. And two, I think the vacation thing uh, might be taken out of kind. I, I assume, again, I'm not saying it's right, but these coaches work seven days a week, right? They are there at six in the morning till, you know, midnight, whatever it may be. That could have been simply Ross implying to go take two days off at the beginning of the week. Go do it. Go do what Urban Meyer did. Go get caught. And that's how I don't know. Like, how does this work? Like, are they going to have statements or text messages, you know, to prove that he did say this stuff? Or is, I mean, because that to me sounds like he's almost joking, you know, do whatever you can. Tank, I'll give you $100,000. Go on vacation. Do whatever it takes. I mean, I don't know, Mm -hmm. but there's clearly something here. And we know that Flores was involved with a lot of the team moves. I mean, the Tunsil deal, like, I mean, we knew the team was going to be bad. I, I just, it, there's a whole idea of just the whole tanking thing and that it just seems a little confusing. And then the tampering with Brady uh, compared to the tampering with Watts. And that is a whole other thing. And then if you want to talk about the integrity of the NFL, Josh, you can't start Jesse Davis all season long. Are you Great kidding point. me? Great point. Yeah, come on. Come on. Like, this is what we get. Well, this is a Dolphin fans. That is it. If you want to disrespect the integrity of the game, that is how you do it right there. If you want to disrespect the integrity of the game, you keep Jacoby Brissett in against the Ravens and almost lose that game instead of putting to it. Again, there are some really big and uh, real things that need to be discussed about here. But as Dolphin fans, I think it's important for us to uh, get out our complaints when we can. Yeah. And just remember, you know, hopefully – Greener days are ahead. I don't know if it's official. I don't know. I mean, at any point, I guess Mike McDaniel could withdraw his name, but it sounds like he's going to take an interview, a second interview with the Dolphins tomorrow, uh, which would be Thursday. Kind of funny because how many reports came out on Monday? You know, he loved what he saw from Dolphins, you know, loved his, mm-hmm. had, had a great interview, you know, talked up to, and then we find out, you know, that might've been a report about his previous interview or just again, people just throwing source against the wall. So maybe the Dolphins will have an ex head coach, but you know, maybe they're going to have to wait to see what happens with all this stuff. I mean, I, I truly don't know. And I, I mean, this is just untested waters, I guess, for the NFL, as far as this lawsuit. And again, hat tip to Brian Flores. There's a chance you could be seeing that guy on the sidelines next year. If McDaniels decides to draw and that is Josh Houts. You could find him on Twitter at H O U T Z. I will lose every game. If uh, (laughs) 1.6 at $1.7 million, send it my way. I'll do it for a 50 tower game. Damn. Yep. I'll just one up you there. Uh, You could find me on Twitter at J middle 94. Thank you guys so much for joining. We will hopefully, 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 hear some sort of good news and be talking about Miami's new head coach soon. We're looking forward to it. We will talk to you soon. And most importantly, fins up. Fins up. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. 
And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins.